This is Meg Tilton at the Eight Cow Life, episode number 62, Living the Story You Want to Tell. This is the Eight Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Welcome back to the podcast this week, everyone. I am super excited you all are here, and I'm super excited it's a new week. Just new beginnings, new things to get accomplished, new things to do, and it's fall. I mean, come on, who isn't excited about that? The weather has finally dropped out of the 90s here in St. Louis, and I'm currently looking outside, and it's overcast, and we're supposed to get rain tomorrow, and I know people think I'm crazy, but I love it. Love it. So I'm super, super excited for cooler temperatures, to wear sweaters and jeans and be able to go outside and not roast. (laughs) Ah, yes. Anyway, so we have a couple more days of 80 degrees and then it's going to be in the seventies and I'm super stoked about that. I hope you guys all had a good weekend and that you're going to have a great, amazing week as well. We all should have amazing weeks. There's no reason why we shouldn't. Okay. So today's podcast The title comes from actually a sign that I saw that Becky Higgins, who owns a product called Project Life, which is a scrapbooking um, type of a company. I really admire her. I love her business uh, ethic and work ethic, and she's a member of the church, and she's just a great person. Like, I know we would be friends type of person. if we knew each other in real life. She doesn't even know I exist, but I'm hoping maybe to get her on the podcast. So anyway, she has started selling these signs and one of them says, live the story you want to tell. And so today I want to talk about the importance of living your life intentionally And I'm going to illustrate this by sharing my personal story of how I've gotten to this point and how I've decided to become a life coach, to follow my passions outside of motherhood, and how my passion is to help other women do the same. So you may feel that your life is directed and dictated by the things that happen around you. A lot of times we think this. And it is true that we have to respond to circumstances outside of our control, but it doesn't mean that you have to be at the mercy of them to create the life that you want. Now, for years, I didn't believe that I was the one in control of my life. I honestly didn't. I felt like I was controlled by the things that I couldn't control. So if I was unhappy, it was usually because of somebody, something somebody else did. Or if I wasn't making enough money, it was because 
I just was in a job that I didn't make enough money. Or if I wasn't happy with where I lived, then it was because of where I lived and the home I was in and the things that surrounded me. Or if I felt like I didn't have a lot of friends, it was because a lot of friends didn't want to be friends with me. So that's kind of what I'm talking about when we think that those circumstances dictate how we should feel and how we should show up in our life. And I really did feel controlled by those for a long time. But I no longer feel that way. And I really hope that by sharing my story today, you will be inspired to start living your own life and creating the story that you want to tell, right? Because a lot of times we can look outside at other people and be like, wow, look at that amazing life. They have such a great story to tell, or they have such a great life that people can look at and admire. Do you know that that's available to you too, that you can have this amazing life that you think is amazing and that you don't have to go and search it out and admire. You can certainly always admire it in other people, but know that you have that same story for yourself. And so that's really what I'm going to focus on because we are the ones that are able to decide our story and decide the details and the outcomes and the end results that we get. We are 100% in charge of this. And if that's the only message I ever get out to my listeners. It will all be worth it. Like you are in control of the life that you have 100%. And I know some of you are arguing with me in your head, but I'm right. (laughs) I am right. Okay. So a little bit about me. So I am the oldest of three children. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. And I was raised in a home that really had no limitations put on me as to what my parents believed that I could do. They were always supportive of my decisions. They let me make many of my own decisions and they supported me in all of those. I never felt really pushed to be or do something that I didn't want to. They really left that up to me. But somewhere along the line in my upbringing, I developed a belief that life would just kind of happen to me and that God would really lay out the path I needed to follow and he would make things happen for me. I didn't have to make them happen for myself. So this train of thinking really worked well for me until I found myself having returned from a mission and graduating from BYU and I was still single And I really had every option I could have ever wanted before me. And I look back now and I realize that while in many ways God was having all of those things fall into place for me, I believe he was able to do those things for me because that's how far I had planned and thought about and worked towards. I believe God works with us in our lives. He wants us to do all that we can And then I fully believe he makes up the difference of where we fall short. But we have to be working ourselves. Like I use this analogy often with my clients. I will say, you know, God cannot steer a stationary train. And I use a train because trains to me are heavy. And if you've ever seen a train try and get moving, it takes a lot of power and a lot of energy to get those 
arms, you know, that are on the side of the wheels, like moving forward. But once that train is moving forward, it's going places, you know, and it's a little, it's hard to stop it. It is going to go. But the thing is, is God is not going to move those arms for you. He needs you to start working and moving and putting energy and thought and power behind the life that you want to live. So I really do believe that he will put things in your path, but he can't put them in your path if you're not driving towards that path. Like if you're just sitting in the, in the train station, you're never going to see anything. You're never going to go anywhere. You're never going to um, experience the things that you need to. And so he can't, he can't give you what's at the next stop if you never leave the first one. Catch my drift. Hope that's clear. <laughs> So he really, honestly, I really do believe this, that he wants us to do all that we can, and then he will fully make up the difference when we fall short. Just repeating that because I really do think it is important. With that in mind about my story, for years, I dreamed of serving a mission. That was like what I was doing. I was not going to be all you to get married until after I had gone on a mission. So I had planned my life, like I'm going to BYU. I'm going to go on a mission. Then my plan was I'm going to come home. I'm going to get married and I'm going to have kids. That was it. Like I was going to graduate too. That was in there. But once I served my mission and I came home and then I graduated and I wasn't married and I didn't really have a plan after that. I I really do remember this. Like, well, now what? Like, what do I do with my life now? Now, luckily I did kind of take control of my life. And I got a job working at the veterinary teaching hospital up at Washington State University in Pullman, Washington. And while I was there, I met Dr. Tilton, who was getting his PhD in biochemistry. And we got married and we moved to Michigan. So I'd kind of completed all of those steps, except for having kids up to that point, And I just didn't have really a plan after that. I have to say that those early years of my marriage and as we started our family and having kids were years that I felt really lost. I really was not happy. And I didn't really know what my purpose was, if I could really do anything outside of motherhood. And I didn't realize the importance of continual self-improvement for both my own well-being the well-being of my marriage, and the well-being of my children as well. Because guess what? If I'm self-improving myself, every other aspect of my life is going to be better. I 100% believe that. And so being in this position, newly married, newly mom, it kind of caught me off guard. It really caught me off guard at how hard motherhood was and that I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. I didn't. I had dreamed about being a mom. I had painted all these beautiful pictures of what motherhood would be like. And then I became a mom and I was like, oh gosh, I'm not so sure I like this. Now, I don't want you to think that I didn't want to be a mom. I do. I love all of my kids and I wanted every single one of them. And I know how blessed I am to have five children who are healthy and great people. It's just that mothering was, and honestly still is, not something that comes naturally to me. I have to work at it. 
some people it comes so naturally to and I am like I wish I had been standing in that line in the gifts to be given in heaven before we were born right I didn't get that I got other gifts and that's great and that's exactly how it should be but as a result of not having a plan and getting to that stage of like okay I've had my first child I'm on this road to motherhood I found myself kind of dabbling here and there and I honestly had almost consistent feelings of dread and of being trapped. Now none of these feelings came from my husband. I want to be very clear about that. He was always supportive of whatever I wanted to do but I know for some people that is true. They do feel trapped maybe in a marriage that they feel like they're not being totally supportive of but for me that wasn't true. Those feelings though, and this is true if you do feel this way because of maybe who you're married to, those feelings of being trapped came from a constant dialogue in my own head. And I knew that there was more to my life and more for me to be contributing to the world, but I struggled to know what that thing was and how to work and weave that into some gospel understandings that I thought I were true at the time, like my views on motherhood and my views on being in a marriage. So some of those things have changed, and I think they have really changed for me in a positive way. So my husband and I have always been extremely blessed, and we have never wanted for anything. It really is a blessing that I do not take lightly. But I still felt a drive to create more. For a long time, the drive was to create more money, honestly, partly because I wanted nicer things. I wanted to buy new clothes. I wanted to make improvements to our home. I wanted to go out and eat, and I wanted to be able to plan fun trips and not worry about the money. But over time, the quote-unquote more that I wanted has become much greater than money. I needed more in my life to be fully myself and complete as a person. So it wasn't until my fifth child was almost to be born and my husband's company went through layoffs that luckily he survived through that I realized my ability to contribute more to my family's income was not just a want, but a must. We are instructed in the church to be self-reliant. And while I have a bachelor's degree in veterinary technology, my interests had shifted over the years and I wanted to do something else. So I went looking for something that made me excited, that would pay well, and let me have flexible hours so that I could still be a mom the way I wanted to. So before I found life coaching, there were a lot of possible paths I started down and thought about as ways of things that I could do more to contribute to my life and add this thing that I thought was lacking back in. I thought about going back to school in nursing or interior design because I do love the medical field, but veterinary technology would never help support our family if it came to that. And I love interior design, but that just didn't feel like a great fit. I also thought of opening a home decor store, having actual a brick and mortar store that people could come to. I thought of opening a Neaters or a Cafe Rio because we don't have either of those in Missouri. And why the heck not? I don't know. But whoever opens one in St. Louis, I will regularly 
frequent your establishment. So I'm giving the go ahead to anybody who lives here to do that. So I honestly think I could have done probably any of those things and been successful, but I didn't feel that they were the true right fit to help me fill my need for more. I really didn't. So during this time, you know, I was on Facebook and I came across a Facebook ad by a life coach named Jody Moore, and I was intrigued. I was like, hmm, I wonder what this is. And I started listening to all of her stuff, and I was so excited with what she was teaching. And so I signed up for courses and retreats without really any thought about it. I didn't have any hesitation. I just felt like this was the right fit for me. And that I had finally found a person who was giving me actual tools I could use and implement in my life that showed me that I was in control of it and that I was truly the master of my fate. Coaching shifted my thinking completely. Instead of feeling like a victim of my circumstances, like trapped in my home with my little kids, I shifted to believing that I was the creator of the results in my life, regardless of the circumstances around me. I could be myself and not be ashamed. That was another big part of my story. Like I had had some incidences with people where they would point out things about my personality and it made me very self-conscious and made me feel badly that my personality was wrong or that I should be different. And coaching really broke me out of that, which was super important in my own self-development because I had become ashamed of those things and those things I shouldn't have been ashamed of. I was able to realize that I could do things my way and not have to do it like everyone else and that that was a good thing. I also was able to really free my husband of having to be the one to make me happy. This is so huge for so many people in marriages. They feel like their spouse is the answer to their happiness, and that is 100% false. You are the source of your happiness. Coaching also freed myself of a mental construct that had made me feel trapped and out of control. Coaching taught me that I was exactly the person I should be and that even though I might make mistakes along the way, my value was still intact. I was the exact mother my children needed, the exact wife my husband needed, the exact daughter, sister, and friend that I was supposed to be. And I didn't have to make apologies or excuses for being me. That is huge. You should never, ever, ever apologize for who you are, right? And this is a distinction too that you need to make. We make choices, yes, that sometimes are not perhaps what we think is the best decision that we could make and we want to go back and fix those. That is true. I think we can go back and say, I created, I did something that I'm not proud of and I would like to fix that, but that does not have anything to do or should make you feel like you have to make apologies or excuses for who you are. I see all this stuff on the media about people who have made wrong choices in their life and those wrong choices were not right in my opinion, but do I believe in forgiveness and that people can change? Yes, I do. And I think that that's something that's very lacking in today's society. 
and that we want people to change so that we feel better. Guess what? Those people can all change and I guarantee you're not going to feel better. Guarantee it. So you should never make anybody apologize, especially yourself, for being you, for trying to be the best version of yourself and for making mistakes. That's what this whole life is about, is to make mistakes. It is the whole basis of the atonement. It is the whole reason why we're here. God, I believe, is a God that expects us to make mistakes. He knows it's important to our development. So the biggest lesson that I probably took away from coaching when I got it was that I am not in charge of other people's happiness. I'm not in charge of my children's happiness. I'm not in charge of my husband's happiness. I'm not in charge of my bishop's happiness. I'm not in charge of my Relief Society president's happiness. I'm not in charge of my neighbor's happiness. I'm not in charge of my best friend's happiness. I am not in charge of that. My only job in this world is to show up and love other people and to try to be the best person that I can, knowing I'm going to fail a lot of times. That's my only job. My only job. What others think of my best is none of my business. It really isn't. It's none of my business. It's none of your business. It's nobody's business. My best, what I think of my best is my business, not yours. So I can honestly say that coaching has truly changed every aspect of my life for good. Every aspect. And I'm still learning. I still feel very infantile in this whole process. But if you took me a year and a half ago compared to myself now, I am totally different. 100% different in a good way. Maybe some other people don't think that, but it's none of their business. (laughs) So I found coaching and I saw this amazing transformation that it started and continues to make in, in me and the way that I think and the way that I show up in my life. And so I started doing some research into where my coach had got her training. And I came across that she had gone to the life coach school run by Brooke Castillo. And when it came time for me to decide if I was really going to make the investment into going to the life coach school, I had a very distinct impression from the spirit tell me that I was doing the right thing. It's always helpful when you have that, right? But I don't think it's always necessary all the time for us to make decisions. But for me, that's what happened. And I am forever grateful that I made that leap of faith and I went for it because it wasn't a small investment and it has changed me and I feel has made me more complete and satisfied in my life than I have ever been before. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have and sometimes still do have worries about the impact that this will have on my family Um, especially my children. I think that that is something that we as mothers always battle with the decisions that we make. Like, is this going to have a positive or negative impact on my children? Well, guess what? Everything you do is going to impact your children. And how it impacts your children is really kind of none of your concern. Another truth bomb I'm laying out there for you. So one of the reasons I really worried about the impact that this would have on my kids is because it has required me to do things I didn't do in the past. 
So becoming a life coach has required me to put my youngest two in preschool a few days a week. And I've put my other kids in preschool, but for my youngest, he was only two. He still is two. Uh, He was one, actually, when we started and I put him in preschool. I'd never put my kids in that young before. And so I really worried about him and if he was ready for that. But let me tell you, it has been great. He has learned things I never would have taught him on my own. And he is happy and loved there by his teachers. He's in a safe place that he loves and he learns so many wonderful things. I mean, he can count and knows his colors way sooner than any of my other children did. I often turn to my husband and I'm like, I love that preschool. (laughs) I love it because they're teaching him so many awesome things. The other benefit is that my mothering has also greatly improved. Now, my mothering is far from perfect. Don't get me wrong. But I have a better thought process when things are hard and especially when I don't show up as the mom that I want to be because I'm human. I have my flaws and my um, imperfections and everything. So no, I do not always show up as the mom that I want to be. But I have a greater desire to be a better mom and to put time and effort into that role because I want to, not because I have to. Mm, Another huge shift for me. I want to be a good mom. I want to be a good mom because I want to, not because I have to. Now, my children have even seen this shift in me as well. Not long after I started this journey, I remember my oldest commenting how she was surprised that I was actually sticking with something longer than a few months. This was huge for me because it really made me realize that my children noticed my search for something and then they recognized it when I found it. I knew then when she said that, that this was having positive impacts on my children. Now, I know that there might be some negative ones that they will perceive as negative. That's life. But I guarantee even if I didn't do this, they're going to grow up and tell me things that I did wrong. Because guess what? I do that to my parents. We all can look back and say, oh, I wish my parents wouldn't have done this. I wish they wouldn't have done that. But then when you're in the role of being a parent, you realize that they're usually just doing the best they can and that no child comes with a manual to tell you exactly how they should be raised and that this is the first time you've ever mothered. You're going to mess it up and that's okay. And there's going to be consequences for your mistakes and that's okay. It's all going to be okay. So here I am, I'm still in the infantile stages of my life coaching career, but I am so grateful I decided to go for it and not let fear and doubt and all the what ifs and all the how to's stop me. And I still have to coach myself on that, right? I still do, but it has changed me. Coaching has changed me and I have seen how my coaching has changed my family as well as the people that I coach. Oh my gosh, the people that I coach are so amazing. And when you see these tools, when you see a client take the tools that I have to teach them and they implement them in their life, and it is revolutionary. I have a client right now. She is just so amazing. She takes everything I teach her and she applies it in her life. And she has grown so much. I am totally still shocked every time and just 
love it. I love seeing it. I love seeing the changes that this coaching not only has made in my life, but makes in my clients' lives. So where am I going to go from here, right? So this is kind of up to now, and I have dreams. I cannot even begin to tell you how much I want to help the women of the church come out behind their fears and from behind their doubts and run at life head on, pursuing their passions and dreams. And I believe so deeply in the power of women in general, but I especially believe in the power of women in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it is a belief I was born with. I have had it ever since I can remember. I've always had a deep love and respect and amazement for the women in the church. And I believe that there is so much waiting for the women of the church if they will be a little bit more courageous, because I think they're already courageous and amazing, but a little bit more, and know that they are important and that they have value and worth to give to the world, not only within the walls of their own home, but also outside of their homes and stake their place in life. Now, I am fully aware that many women find complete fulfillment in their roles as mothers, but I also know there are many who unnecessarily suffer in silence because they think they should find total fulfillment in motherhood, and when they don't, then they think they are doing something wrong. Well, that's where I agree with you. You are doing something wrong. You are not living your life. I have really come to realize that God loves me and he wants me to not only be a successful mother, but also a happy person who feels complete and who feels whole myself. I am still important and have gifts to give to others outside of motherhood. And going for for those is not wrong. Going after those gifts and pursuing them is not wrong. But it is actually necessary for me to be a good mother and a complete person. And I want to offer that to you too. Do I still have doubts? Yes. Do I like everything I'm doing all the time? No. But for the first time in forever, I really do feel complete and like I'm on the right path for me. I desire that same feeling and direction for every other woman. And I believe it all starts with discovering who you are in addition to being a mom. It really is true. I have a friend who I was talking to the other day. She said, I have been so entrenched in motherhood I don't even know what kind of music I like. And this is the same friend who told me several months ago that she was going on a trip one time and it was just for her and she needed to bring snacks on the trip. And she went to the store and she walked around aimlessly because she didn't know what she liked. Every other time her family had gone on a trip, she had gone to the store and bought things for her family and what they liked, but she had never taken into consideration what she liked. I truly, honestly do not believe that that is how God intended us to live as mothers. I don't. I'll argue anybody on it, in fact. So I want you to ask yourself, do you want to feel complete? 
Do you want to feel like your life is full and has meaning and purpose in every area? Do you want to feel whole so that you can show up as the best mom possible? So here's the thing. I know how to show you how to discover your passions and how to become the best version of you. My passion outside of motherhood is helping you find your passion. It truly is. There's nothing that makes me happier. And if you're brave enough to get started, I want you to go and sign up for a free mini coaching session with me where I can really show you how to get started on this path to becoming the complete version of you. So there is a link in the show notes for you to sign up directly, or you can email me at meg at the and we will get started. Okay. I want you to go and enjoy this beautiful week that lays ahead of you. Enjoy that beautiful fall weather, you know, have a fire outside, roast some s'mores, have some nice warm soup and crunchy bread, (laughs) you know, whatever. Just soak it all up and enjoy it. And I will be back here next week. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.